Earth podcast with your host, Jake Weaver, engineered by Cedric Swan. Hey, everybody, we are back with another episode of Midnight on Earth. I'm your host, Jake Weaver, and we're here to bring you more knowledge, more light, and more love. What a guest we have today, Alex Marcou. She wrote a book, an incredible book, Destination New Earth, A Blueprint to 5D Consciousness. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing title? She's wrote other books, but this is her most latest book. And we're going to talk to her in just a second. But first, I need you to do something for me. Go to bluecobracbd.com. That is bluecobracbd.com. And there you will find Blue Cobra CBD oil, the highest quality CBD oil on the market, period. There's nothing else like this. This product was created with a proprietary extraction method called the HIT extraction method. It was developed by a man named Howard HIT, a.k.a. Big H, and no other company can produce their CBD oil this way because of Howard's proprietary method. His method involves no chemicals, no solvents, no gases. It is 100% natural. It's a 100% organic product. And the hemp flower used for the extraction is 100% organic, Oregon-grown hemp. He has maximum strength, king cobra, regular strength, little king cobra, and wild thing CBD for pets, which is incredible because we want our pets to have the highest quality medicine, the same medicine that we would give ourselves. And it's right here. Wild Thing CBD for Pets. And we also have a discount code that gets you free shipping on any order. And that discount code is Big H, B-I-G, the letter H. You put that into the box at checkout and you get free shipping on any order in the Continental 48. Everyone else, I'm sorry, but perhaps you know someone in the U.S. that could take advantage of this code. So everyone, please check out the highest quality CBD. There really is nothing else like this in the ocean of CBD products, I often say. And when I take Blue Cobra CBD oil, which I have hundreds of times at this point, it helps me be my best self. And there's also so many other benefits. And if you go to the website, you can check it out and you can contact Howard Hit directly. He's ready for your questions. So everyone, go there. BlueCobraCBD.com. That is BlueCobraCBD.com. And when you're done with that, follow me on Instagram at midnight underscore on underscore earth. That is the address. You can go there. You can click the follow button so you know what's going on. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you go to get your podcasts, click the button that connects us. So when these guests come on, like Alex Marcoux, you know about it. 
instantly. You get a notification on your device through the AI consciousness, which we'll talk about later. Believe me, you'll get that notification. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell someone that you know that likes these type of podcasts that is interested, that wants to know more, that wants to grow. You know that person. Find them. Tell them. They're your friend. Midnightonearth.com. Okay, so we got that out of the way. And Alex Marcoux is just about to join us, but I have to read her bio. So here we go. Alex Marcoux is a seeker of truth and an international author of spiritual nonfiction and visionary fiction books. In her life, she has been welcomed into a world few people see, the sacred mysteries and magic of autism. When asked by three non-speaking autistics to make known their truth, Destination New Earth, a blueprint to 5D consciousness, and also the unsuspected heroes, a visionary fiction novel emerged. The Unsuspected Heroes is a 2021 International Book Awards finalist in Visionary Fiction and 2021 American Book Fest Best Book Award finalist in Visionary Fiction as well. Marku was the Living Now Book Awards Silver Medal winner in the metaphysical category for her spiritual self-help book, Life Signs, Tapping the Power of Synchronicity serendipity and miracles her fiction readers dubbed her the lesbian dan brown and number one new york times best-selling author lisa gardner called a matter of degrees a roller coaster ride of suspense she is also a lambda literary award finalist a golden crown literary award finalist and the rmfw pen award recipient and by the grace of the divine she's here with us now hello alex marcu well well hello jake thank you for the invitation i gotta say you uh, i just love the way you read that <laughs> <laughs> well it's your life it's amazing i think you did great <laughs> well you make it sound really amazing <laughs> well that's why i'm a podcast host i guess <laughs> hey, do, do you uh, do um, audiobooks? <laughs> you know, I've thought about that. A lot of the uh -huh. new thought authors that I love, I've often thought about reading their uh -huh. books and, and get it because a lot of those books are in the public domain because they were written at the uh -huh. turn of the century. Uh, and reading those books and putting them on YouTube just to practice to get that information in my consciousness more. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you have the great voice. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you wrote a great book. Let me tell you, you wrote a great book, Destination New Earth, A Blueprint to 5D Consciousness. This is huge. The New well, Earth. This is where we're going. Destination New Earth. Before we get into your story, though, tell me, what is the New Earth? For people that have never heard this or they're still grasping this concept. What is the New Earth? Yes. <laughs> Huh, good question. You know, it, the new earth is the next evolutionary step for humanity. It's um, the experience of um, where we're, where many of us are going, which is the fifth dimension. Uh, it's the destination for the evolved human. So does the fifth dimension include the other four dimensions? <laughs> I think they're all individual, aren't they? It seems but that yeah, way. But, but, 
But absolutely, uh, just because you're in the fifth dimension does not mean you're not going to experience the other dimensions, just like we are now experiencing the different dimensions. Right. So as we evolve, which we're in a state of ascension and evolution right now, as we evolve, our consciousnesses, ourselves will move into this 5D consciousness, you're saying. Absolutely. And, and we may, you know, and we are uh, moving, for example, like we might be 3D one day and we'll have a 4D experience and then we'll have a 5D and maybe even a 6D experience. And then we come back down um, and come back to the 3D. We are, we are experiencing the shift now. Yes, it's pretty obvious. A lot of my guests have talked about it. A lot of spiritual and metaphysical people and even religious people are talking about this place that we're evolving into. Some people put it through the religious filter, but it's, it's much, much more than that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So tell me about your journey. How did you become aware of this? Tell me what activated you and what started your personal ascension process. Well, I, you know, I think the the thing that started me was, you know, ever since I was a little girl, I've always been interested in the truth. And when someone has fed me something that is not the truth, it falls flat. And then when somebody, when I hear the truth, it kind of rings true. So throughout my life, I have been one of these people kind of on a mission to um, learn the truth. And since I started writing, integrate some of those truths that I've learned in my, you know, first my fiction, um, and then obviously going into some of the nonfiction books. Um, But if you ask me kind of what actually triggered or triggered my awakening. Um, you know, I can only say that when I was in the nineties, I, during, during the nineties, I was going through, um, you know, some type of awakening and, you know, I had an out of body experience and I was, I had an experience where I was able to, um, move something with, with my mind and um, I had some psychic experiences. Really? And yeah, but in all these things, um, when you're from um, a, uh, a faith, I was uh, born and raised Catholic. So um, I was very much, you know, and I was very, um, uh, what would you call it? Um, well, I was ingrained in the faith, right? And so all these things that were happening in my life, which were kind of woo-woo, um, really woke me up, that there was something else to life that I'd never been told about. Uh, so that's where my journey began in the 90s. And then you pursued that more. You started reading books, speakers. Yes. I, uh, you know, I started reading books. I went through a psychic development training. I, oh, wow. um yeah, I uh, started writing books very quickly because it, it felt like it was something I was supposed to do. And um, and then eventually, um, yeah, I started writing. Which led you to your most recent book, which is The Destination New Earth. But you have other yeah. books as well, fiction and nonfiction. 
I have fiction and nonfiction. Synchronicity has been a really big part of my life. So when I made the switch from writing um, what I would call light visionary fiction, uh, which was, you know, early, well over two, uh, 10 years ago, I moved into writing a book called Life Signs, Tapping the Power of Synchronicity, Serendipity and Miracles. And that kind of moved me into a different direction. And it was during that period that I was actually contacted by, um, it was the very first uh, autistic. Uh, this was back in 2011 yes. when uh, uh, someone reached out to me. It was a mother-daughter team, and they had been introduced to, oddly enough, a book trailer that I did on one of my books and they had the feeling they wanted me to do their book trailer for their book. And I didn't know much about uh, their work. And they just explained that it was a mother-daughter team. The mother um, had Asperger's and the daughter was a non-verbal, non-speaking, uh, what you would what most consider low-functioning low, uh, autistic. And the two of them wrote a book together. And uh, and and that book was Autism, A-W-E-T-I-Z-M. And uh, so I, I they sent me the book and it pushed my buttons. You know, I told you since I was a kid, when things didn't resonate, I would know it. Um, and when things resonated, um, you know, it just rings true. And so I read the book. And it really pushed my buttons. And eventually this couple um, asked me to assist them bringing their book in by doing some website work. And uh, so I did that for them. And, you know, during this time, I got to know them and I got to know um, other parents of autistics and their children. Um, and I was just so moved by their story and their truths and that, uh, their, their story wasn't making it out into the mainstream. Uh, and, you know, one thing led to another, they asked if I would, they, the mother daughter asked if I would tell their, their story and at first I declined and eventually I agreed to write their stories, their truths in a, uh, a series of novels. And that's, that was the first of the unsuspected heroes. That was the first book um, in that series. And you did that and you put it in a fictional context because you were a little worried, if I remember correctly, that people would reject the information if it was in a nonfiction context. That's correct. I, I just felt like the, uh, the fiction um, context, it was safer. Like people would be more willing to read it with an open mind if they knew that it was a novel, a story, and just think, oh, could this be the case that these autistics really are these spiritually evolved beings here to, you know, save humanity? Um, so, you know, I, what I saw was that a number of authors had their books out there and they just and they were telling their truth 
and they weren't getting uh, the attention. They weren't they weren't getting the messages out. And so so the book in fiction was kind of like my way of trying to move this out into the world, the truth about autistics, as well as information about the new earth. And since I use this visionary fiction formula, I introduce metaphysical concepts throughout the books so that the person can have you know, a spiritual awakening experience, as well as learn the information about the autistics. Yes, because this is something that I wasn't prepared for, honestly. When I was first reading your book, and I just cracked it open, page one, I was not expecting autism to play such a prominent role. But really, the entire book is about what autistic beings, these high-frequency beings that are intermediary, they're in both realities what their role is it's really powerful will you tell people about that because you're saying that there were other books out there in a non-fiction sense kind of about these things you put it in a fictional sense and got it out there more but the truth is this information is happening there are these autistic beings that are working as channels and anchoring this new earth vibration we have to tell people about this what is going on here well, um, boy, I, I love your enthusiasm because <laughs> it's powerful information. I read that book you know, and I was just like, I, can't, I have to be honest, I've never heard of this before. You know what? I hear that a lot. And um, and, and you got to ask yourself, why? Why is this information not able to get out there? Because it really is unique. It really is moving. It really yes. is authentic. And I'm really passionate about this because I love these beings. Um, you know, these autistics, they're here on this planet. Some of them are aware of why they are here. Others are not. And one of the things that moved me um, to doing the fiction book to begin with has to do with the very first autistic that came into my life and what she wrote in her book. And that was autism. Um, she wrote that before she knew who she was, she didn't like her life. She hated her life. She didn't want to be here. But when she woke up, when she was able to wake up to who she was and all in these autistics go through their own awakening process. She loved her life because she realized she was here for such an important reason. And so she can do the work that she wants to do and love her life and love being here when before she she didn't like her life. And you're talking so about she, the person who wrote the book Autism, A-W-E, Autism. Yes, that was would have been uh, her name is Lyrica Marquez. Yes, she is Lyrica Marquez. The, there we go. She is the nonverbal autistic of that book. Um, A W E T I Z M. Yes, and, and uh, so that was one of the, that was why I wanted to do the the um, the fictional book. Okay, that that's the inspiration behind it. I want to get this message out. The that you know these people here and society looks at them like they're you know obviously 
dysfunctional, diseased, whatever disorder, um, they put their own label on it. An anomaly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're really not, they're here to help move humanity into this new earth. They're here to illuminate the new earth so that we could see it and experience it and witness it. And so that humanity can awaken to the truth about who they are. So essentially these autistic people all around the world, you're saying are actually high frequency spirits, high frequency beings that are existing in these physical bodies that have disabilities. They have problems because of the high frequency nature of their spiritual being, their energetic being. And because, and that high frequency nature is anchoring or holding that new earth frequency. Is that correct? That is, that is, it's a lot more complicated than that, but I love the way you put it down to simple terms, right? Uh, You know, but, and it, you know, there's, there, we believe that, you know, autism is, we, um, humanity has this belief that autism is a disorder. And then they put uh, people in different categories. They, they say there's a spectrum and, and there, there is a spectrum, but it's not the way um, humanity, uh, society has it. Um, You know, we talk about, you talk about the autist who um they don't their frequent their their frequency is so high that they don't entirely embody um those are those are kind of like what i would call the ethereal autist okay okay and they have what we call uh pure autism and um and they've been on the planet since the beginning of humanity or since lemuria and um and they, you know, like humanity, they're humans have our spiritual beings having a physical experience and our essence are um, we are trying to embody our spiritual essence in physicality. That's what we're trying to do. Right. We're right. trying to get our higher self into ourself. Now, the these ethereal autists are. Um, spiritual beings having a spiritual experience. Ooh. They they exist in these other realms. They they see time and space. They um, they experience other beings. We might call them angels. We might call them aliens. We might call them galactic beings, guardians, whatever we want to call them. They are having these experiences in other dimensions, in other time space. Um, and other planets and, but, and they can't embody their, um, in their physicality completely because it fry out their circuits. So instead um, they're having their experiences and they're lightly tethered to their physical bodies. And because of that, you know, we see them as being, dysfunctional, disordered, awkward, whatever we've labeled them to be. And then we put them in the box called autism. (sighs) But really it's just so much more. They're actually these higher frequency beings. In a way we should be exalting them or at least giving them an experience where they're 100% loved and honored at all times. Bingo. Yes. We are, they need to be honored. And you know what? 
when you honor them, they wake up. What do you mean? And they, well, you know, like I said, not when, like we are here to awaken to the truth about who we are. Right. Not all autistics are aware of who they are. And what awakens them is when they're looked at with unconditional love. Oh, my God. And, and, you know, and that would be in the unsuspected heroes. And you didn't read that book. Not yet. It's coming. It's on the list. (laughs) Yes. So, um, so yeah, I mean, uh, you know, so if it's this looking at this, these people with autistic autism and honoring who they are and they realize, oh, I have this higher purpose and I'm here. Oh, I'm here to do a big thing. So it's almost like a circuit, right? You're like giving love energy, just pure heart, pure love to this spiritual being. And then at that point, a portal opens in these higher dimensions that allows that autistic person to experience more and wake up. It's coming from you to them and then connecting with the higher. It's like a circuit. That's a, that's a really good way of looking at it, Jake. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's it, it's um, to put it in simpler terms. It's when the autistic sees the other person look at the at them with unconditional love, but they just love them for who they are. They recognize the truth about who they are because they see it in the other person. They see the other person as the one, and they know that, and they recognize that they're the one. Oh man, that's some heavy information. It's like makes you emotional a little bit because you know that so many of these autistic people are being judged. Perhaps in certain situation, it could get really dark. They could be being abused. God only knows. But truly, like you said, we should be honoring them and they just want that love to activate. They need the love so that they'll do their work, whether they're awakened to who they are or not. They're here and they're doing the work. They, but they love their life so much more um, when, they, when, when they're honored, when they're awakened to what they're supposed to do. Yes, it seems like, like you said, they're disguised and they're working for ascension. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're angels in disguise. I mean, yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, tell me about the Autistic Collective, the Autist Collective. Okay, well, you know, the Autist Collective is a network of autists that were that are around the planet. And and there are these frontline autistics, you know, the um and and they basically work much like a, a beehive and they communicate not only with autistics, they communicate with um, you know, galactic beings and angels and um, and the light workers and humans, and they are working on um, this the infrastructure. They have worked on the infrastructure for the new earth. They're bringing in the new earth. Does that make sense? Yes, they're allowing that energy to come in. They're creating a pathway for it. Uh huh. Uh huh. And um, so there are. Um, you know, like there is a little bit of a hierarchy in that um, th- there are the ethereal autists. W- there are these frontline ethereal autists that work in 
um, the Autist Collective. And I should say that the Autist Collective, this is a work of um, another woman, uh, and her name is Susan Oros. And uh, Susan um, has written about uh, the collective in uh, a book that they uh, she was a co-author of. And I'm trying to remember the book right now. It was it released back in 2020. You know, you mentioned and, it in your book. It's, it's okay. kind of coming to me. I can't remember it right this second. Yes, I'm. I'm having the same. <laughs> I'm having the same. That's okay. Yes. People can look it up by her name. Yes, absolutely. And and again, and I. It's just some. This information is not just uh, from our book. A lot of the information. Um, there's a lot of unique information that has not been revealed before in our book. But the part about the autist. It has been introduced through the work of, as I mentioned, um, um, uh, Lyrica Marquez, Gail Lee, uh, Susan, uh, Susan Oros. Um, there was a, a well-published book, I think it was in the 90s, and it's called A Child of Eternity by um, Ariana Roca and Christy Jordy. And I mean, that was a big, well-published book in the 90s and a similar concept. The autists are here to do this work. Um, and it gets and that book gets into it's like the end of they're coming in during the end of days <laughs> or end days, I should say. And, and you don't um, feel we're at the end of days. We're just coming to a shift, right? Well, and. and end of days or end days, end times. It is a period. It is uh, what the Kali Yuga. Yes. And, and absolutely it is a shift. Absolutely. Do I believe that um, the planet is going to be destroyed? I, I don't think that that is certainly a probability, but that's not a possibility the way I, I have read it um, that we have, revealed in the book. I don't believe so uh, either personally. Yeah. Yeah. I th it's certainly a possibility. It's not a probability. Uh, I think we're past that. Um, but it's still the end times end days, Kali Yuga. That's what where we're in. Right. Absolutely. And, and you did talk about in your book though, how you feel like some people may stay in third dimensional consciousness and some people may vibrate up, evolve up to that fifth dimensional consciousness. Absolutely. Uh, and, and that's okay because not everybody is here to experience the shift. Some are here to experience it. Some are here to witness it. And, and there's, there should be never a judgment in that, um, right. you know, because it's all, it's, a, it's part of a game. Yes, it is just why we're here. They're just fulfilling the role that they chose prior to this life. They wanted Bingo. to learn those specific lessons of having a third dimensional life and being bound to that. Right. Right. And, you know, and, and some people um, are here to push buttons and, and, um, and create situations where, um, there'll be opportunities to awaken humanity. Right. Because it's just going to continue 
even if some of us ascend, there's still going to be room for that third dimensional reality to heal and grow. Right. Right. The third dimension is not, it's, it's here. It's there. Not everybody will go to, will live in the fifth dimension. And there's, there's, if that's absolutely fine, it's perfect. Right. That's not there. That's not why they are here. It's not in everyone's blueprint to shift, as you said in your book. Right. So tell me about Connie's son, Daniel, and your experiences with him. How did that begin? And tell me all of that, because that is such a powerful situation. Okay. Well, Daniel is what we would call this ethereal autist. He, uh, he basically, he will communicate through what we call a facilitated communication, which is a, a supported typing process where you have a facilitator who will assist the, um, will assist Daniel when he wants to type things out. Okay, and Daniel also communicates psychically. He will communicate through uh, telepathy or um, through a psychic. Um, For this book, Daniel also communicated through we have a channel. Okay, this book, much of I should say much of this material in the book is channeled material. And it is coming from uh, not just um, Daniel, um, who is one of the beings who comes in and is channeled through the channel. The channel's name is Shauna Kaliki. And Shauna channels, uh, you know, um, the masters. And Mother Mary came in for this book, um, as well as, uh, you know, channeling Daniel. Uh, as well as uh, what we call Syrian. And Syrian is uh, a collective consciousness from the 16th dimension that speaks through one voice. And so uh, for this book, the the, uh, channel Shauna uh, communicated using, you know, channeled basically those, there were, I think, four entities that came in. But it's back to Daniel. Daniel is one of these ethereal autists who does not speak. He communicates through those those veins. And for this book, he really played a really big role. Um, and yeah. uh, he, you know, he not only um, he assisted with the topic that we were going to um we, we wanted to come up with a book, a book topic. And so he assisted in what we wanted to, um, for the whole book to be about, which would be about the new earth. And then very quickly he said, well, it's not only about the new earth, it's going to be about the role of the autistics in the new earth. So he shifted our, um, the scope of the book very, very quickly. And he communicated that through facilitated communications as well as uh, through the channeling. But he also, and this was a huge part, um, we had a situation and uh, we had the situation where we had a trickster entity come in. Yes. 
Yeah. And uh, we had this trickster entity come in and we realized how easily the information could get tainted. And, uh, and Daniel very quickly showed us that he was going to grade each question that we asked in all these channelings. So right away, we were able to figure out that that um, that channeling had been tainted because this trickster came in um, and wanted to uh, get some information. And uh, so we were instructed not to listen to the channeling. And uh, so what would happen is we would go through these channelings, Jake, and um, as I would ask the questions and get, you know, the information, the information would get transcribed by Connie, who is Daniel's mother. And uh, and then she would, after the transcriptions were done, she'd go over to Daniel and she would read the question and get uh, and the answer. And he would grade the accuracy of the information. So we, we had this ability to, you know, weed out information that we didn't want in the book because it wasn't accurate, but more importantly, we could clarify the information coming in, going a little deeper and trying to get to the heart of the, uh, the information. Was any of the information 100%? Yes, some of the answers were 100% right off. um, And others, you know, there's one (laughs) that um, uh, I think it was it was a funny one. And I'm not sure if it was written about in the book, but it was graded really, really low. So low that um, Connie had to ask about it and say, well, what was that about? And he and Daniel, he's got this sense of humor, and he pretty much says, "Yeah, everything she said is correct, but I wanted to add more." <laughs> and then he typed out a whole section that he wanted to augment the information from the channeling. Um, so, so the little thing, he's got this sense of humor, you know. But you know, yeah, he gave something like a one, and then we we're like, "What do you mean a one?" <laughs> Oh, and a one would mean that only 10% of it was accurate, right? And and in that case, it was all accurate, but he wanted to add some important information. And I just want to remind our listeners that as you're talking with Daniel, Connie, like you said, is not, not pointing his hand in any direction. She's just slightly facilitating the movement so he can make the choices. This is all coming directly from this ethereal autist. Right. Good point, Jake. Um, That's the facilitated communication is when, you know, because Daniel is not entirely in his body. Right. His, his, his point, you know, his pinpointing, his finger pointing is not entirely, cannot be accurate without the assistance of his mother, providing a little tension on his arm. She doesn't point to it. She provides a little resistance so that Daniel's um, finger can point with more intention to the a keyboard. And, and that's how facilitated communication works. It's not that the facilitator helps them um, point to the keys. It's that they 
um, apply ever so slight resistance so that their uh, lunging is not as um, intentional. Yeah, yes. that's good. Good point. Yeah, yes. that's pretty amazing because if you think about it, most like you said, most people would write off autistic people as disabled. In this situation, some of the most highest information, some of the most powerful words, are just coming through this beautiful being. Exactly. Exactly. And and the really cool thing is that when you're uh, a lot of the questions are yes, no, right? And you know. I, and yes, no, um, is, uh, they're diverse, meaning, um, they're pretty obvious on the keyboard. What's a yes and what's a no. Right. So it's not like if a person, if you say that, yeah, they're lunging, lunging, um, that, uh, you know, it certainly is not the case. It's, uh, you know, a yes or no, or the the question grading the questions are absolutely um, numbers are easier than writing out sentences. You know, I've seen them where they write out sentences, but it's slow and it's a lot of work. If you ask Daniel what his favorite way of communicating, it is probably through um, a channel uh, through. Shauna and channeling either himself, but even more this entity called Syrian because it's easier for Daniel. Uh, wow. So do you feel like that most ethereal autists or pure autists can achieve this type of channeling? Um, uh, can talk, uh, communicate through a channel. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. I do believe that I do. And, and we've had other, um, autistics come into the channelings, you know, wow. some we have known and we've been able to commute, confirm the information through their parents. Um, others, you know, they're all over the world and that's a little more challenging to uh, confirm that information. But yes, we've had situations where um, other autistics who do not live in um, the state that we know of, that we can go to the parent and say, can you ask <laughs> if this happened? And, uh, and that actually happened. That situation happened when um, I think Shauna and I were out on a hike and one of the autists came in and started talking to Shauna and Shauna says, Hey, I have, um, it, it was uh, a Layla and she says, Hey, Layla is here. And, and I said, Hey, that's really cool. Hey, I'm doing some research on the law of one. Can she answer some questions? And, um, so it was the first time that Shauna actually communicated psychically with an autistic and that was psychic. Oh. That was a, that was a psychic communication. So it, it does seem like then that these beings, their consciousnesses, because they're not fully integrated in their physical body are almost like floating around in this ethereal pool. Like they can move around in time and space. Oh, they absolutely can move around in time and space. Oh my they, God. Yes, absolutely. Yes. It's mind blowing because it really changes the entire perception of autism. 
It does. And, you know, as much as the autism piece certainly is um, unique to, uh, you know, for this book, right? Yes. This information, it, it is unique. But I, I do think that there's a lot of information that the autistics, as well as Mother Mary, for example, and um, in Syrian have brought through in this book that doesn't necessarily have to do with autism. Or even Daniel, who is autistics, brought, brought brings a lot of information into the book on the new earth um, and the history of humanity um, that uh, is not necessarily only about the autistic piece, but the autistic piece is certainly unique. Well, you did write in your book that without autists' influence on energy, we would not wake up in time. We would not. No. So that's a pretty huge role for those people. Yes, it is huge. It is huge. So can you explain the difference then between ethereal autism or pure autism and medically induced autism? And do those people that have medically induced autism have the same abilities? Well, um, okay. So, you know, I mentioned that autism has been here since the beginning of time or since Lemuria. Okay. And, um, and it is, uh, and that would be pure autism. That's what we mean by pure autism. Okay. And ethereal autist is uh, a type of pure autist. And, you know, we're talking about in the book, and it, it is a little sensitive here. We are talking about childhood, um, vaccinations and um the and and uh, there is a theory that these childhood shots uh cause autism okay and and i think it was connie who actually believed that to be the case uh and it came up in the channelings that it was not necessarily the case and connie had a little resistance to that information because she said alex i saw him have the the shot and with right away he disappeared so i know that caused it and daniel finally said that the shot for his case, he is pure. He's a pure autist. He says that the shot triggered his autism. It triggered it, but he said that it would have happened whether it was the, the childhood shot or it wasn't. If a child comes into onto the planet with the intention for, with um yeah the purpose of being um this pure autist it's going to happen whether it's triggered by the childhood vaccination or not okay so that's that's one thing what what is very sad is that not all children have the ability to absorb the childhood vaccinations okay so there are some children that come that that get the shots and they don't have the ability to absorb it and they do experience symptoms that look like the pure autists 
so that those children are actually diagnosed as autistics. Um, and unfortunately, these children are truly handicapped. They truly are hurt. And they truly, you know, they truly have had their neural network scrambled. Um, so uh, that is a, you know, that is a very sad part of this whole thing. And so, you know, when I was, when I learned this, I was like, well, you know, let's talk about the fact that back in 1980, um, some, you know, the, there, there were only one in 5,000 children that had autism and that today, I think in 2018, the new number was something like one in 44. Yes. I I think it was like, yeah, around that one in 54, I believe if I read that in your book. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's astoundingly different. Yeah, it is. I think it was in 2016 for the book. And, but recently they came out with numbers (laughs) that, um, for, I think it was 2018. So now it's even worse. You're saying, yeah, it is. It's like one in 44 children. So, so I was like, so is it because of the, the shots, right? Or is it because of this other piece? And, and, and it's a combination of both. But the bigger piece is that there are more and more of these pure autists that are needed to do this work that are coming to the planet. And, and that is why one in 44, and there are people, there are you know, again, the numbers for these children that are truly hurt, they are truly handicapped, are included in these numbers. Um, but the, the bigger piece is that there are more and more p- children needed to do the work. Um, and the only other thing I will say is, you know, we talk about the ethereal artists, and these are these autistics that are so gifted and they're, they're out there and they're having these experiences in these other dimensions. But they also work with other autists. And, and we even go on to suggest that there is a spectrum in this book. And, you know, some of these kids are, and they're not kids or adults, you know, they're on the spectrum. They, they are more reminiscent of those with Asperger's. And, um, there are, uh, some that are, um, they are verbal, um, but they still are, are viewed as handicapped or, um, as, uh, having a disorder. And, uh, so there is a spectrum that we talk about in the book. Right. I do remember that. So some people are more bound, like the Asperger's, the high functioning autists are actually still autistic, but more bound in the third dimension, you would say. Yeah, but they're not a hundred percent. Yeah, they're not a hundred percent embodied. Also, okay, it, you know, but uh, they are certainly more high functioning. They're members of society. They can be intelligent. They get out there and they they they're working on this shift in way. And some of them know it, and some of them don't. And a lot of those people that have the high functioning autism are considered savants in certain cases. Yes. And actually some low functioning are considered savants too. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, But, 
absolutely. There are some brilliant people. I, I mean, I was Einstein was uh, um, autistic. Yes, and look where look what he did for us. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. So do you feel like your book could help parents potentially struggling with autistic children? Um, the book is not necessarily intended to communicate with parents. Um, you know, the, the intention of this book is really to educate on the new earth. Right. Okay. And, and it does let, uh, you know, if if a parent is, of course, on the spiritual path, this book is, I hate to say it, a no brainer. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, it's this makes sense. So if any parent of or caretaker or family member of an autistic loved one, um, absolutely. If you're on a spiritual path, this book is for you. If anybody is on a spiritual path, this book is for them. Yes, I would say, I would totally agree with that. It, there's a lot going on in this book. Yes. And, uh, you know, but there are other books out there uh, that, you know, for parents, um, you, you know, obviously parents with autistic kids, you know, they have so many things going on in their lives and sometimes they're just in survival mode and rightfully so because it's so hard um this would not be the book to start with is what i'm saying <laughs> so unless unless like you were saying you're a person that's somewhat spiritually on, developed you've read some of these great books and you're on your own path but you also have an autistic child Right. Uh, now, if you, yes, or let me put it this way. If you're, um, read the unsuspected heroes. Let's start with if, that one. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's the way to go. And then if that resonates with you, then, um, you've been introduced to some, uh, concepts that would be introduced in destination new earth. So you can just follow up with that, follow the thread. You could say, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the new earth. This is such a huge concept. This is what these autistic uh, ethereal autists are wanting to share with us. So let's talk about this. So you're saying in your book that we can live in the new earth. Now, if we shift our perception, like the new earth is already here, it's just a matter of awareness and perception shifting. That is, that is correct. You know, um, it, it is here now. Uh, I think much of humanity is, uh, you know, the, we're looking outside of ourselves, right? Um, we're looking at our teachers. We're looking for a savior. Uh, but the new earth is actually within us. And, uh, you know, the new earth, again, is the experience of this shift. And, um, you know, it's... You know, it's being part of this living earth. And and, and I know you've read it, Jake, um, but, you know, the new earth is actually the experience of being harmonically in sync with Gaia, Mother Gaia. Does, does that make sense? Yes, does, you're fully okay. in tuned with what that information, the Gaian code, the Gaian energy is broadcasting. And it's it's absolute truth, you could say. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's our experience of being, um, 
well, it's evolving with Mother Gaia because Mother Gaia takes us with her to this to the new earth, right? Mother Gaia takes the plants, the animals, um, the water kingdom, and you know a portion of humanity with her. Um, you know, the new earth is this vibrational pattern, this harmonic pattern. It's, um, it's when we are harmonically in sync with Gaia and, um, we are one with Gaia as well as everything. And that's what the new earth is. Does that make sense? Yes, that does make sense. And I was going to say, um, you also said in your book that this is about, opening the door to the Christ consciousness, that Buddha nature, Krishna consciousness, that higher consciousness as well. Absolutely. That's all. That's the new earth. That is the Sophiac energy. Um, you know, that's how we get there. We, when we can awaken to our own truth, when we can um, live our divine blueprint a reason for being here, we're awakening to that Sophiac um, Christ consciousness, Buddhic energy. Wow. And, uh, and, you know, like I mentioned, everyone is looking, not everyone, many are looking outside at someone to do something to, um, to trigger something when it really is within us. It really, it really is within us. Well, it really seems like the second coming, sorry to interrupt you there, but it seems like the second coming that people are looking for is coming from within. The second coming is coming from within. Don't look out. That already happened. Now we need the next thing. That's exactly it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's exactly it. One of the things that was really clear, and you would probably, you would hopefully agree with this, is... uh, (laughs) You know, the new earth, this whole experience, it isn't a done deal. You know, it's a probability. It's probably going to happen, but it's not a done deal. And what has to happen is we have to awaken and we have to reach this critical mass of awakening in order to experience a larger awakening. Um, So essentially this awakening to the new earth is not going to happen with this huge event where um, everyone goes one day, we're here one day and we go someplace else the next, that is not what's going to happen. What's going to happen is individually people will awaken all over the world. And when we awaken and we live our truth Uh, What happens is we emit light and we inspire others in our circle to do the same. So we're waiting for that um, reaching critical mass so that um, we can have a greater awakening uh, rather than um, being individual. Right. So there will be a a larger awakening awakening. Uh, to this new earth only it will happen of course when this critical mass is reached yes it's a process you're saying that there's not going to be a 
psychedelic light switch uh the source isn't going to activate the dmt in everyone's brains as some people might suggest but it's actually an individual situation as each person evolves through personal development and understanding these higher frequencies and this higher information that then broadcasts into the collective the human collective and it influences others and they start to change as well beautiful Beautiful. Yes. When you awaken and you uh, shine your light, you're going to inspire everyone else to do the same. Man, I love it. Yes. Beautiful. So tell me though, how do you shift your perspective? Like a person that's new to this information, what are some things that they can do to shift their perspective to start to experience the new earth that's already here? How can, uh, you know, the first thing I would, the first thing I would say is be aware, <laughs> you know, uh, and that is really important. Um, I, th- I think that we get so locked in, you know, our own worlds. We're not paying attention to what's going on around us. Okay. And just be aware of what's going around us. Um, you know, we're, what you really want to do is, and, and you know, you can, we can talk about the tools, the spiritual tools that everyone seems to chat about. And we, we touch upon it uh, a little bit in the unsuspect, uh, the um, destination New Earth. Um, you know, we want to be present. You know, we want to refrain from thinking about, you know, our future and our path, but just be in this moment, of course, um, because eternity is in the moment. And um, the best thing we can do is uh, appreciate that moment, um, you know, being in the now. Uh, another important exercise, and uh, or I should say, um, um, trait that we need to do is be non-judging, yes. particularly now in this world. Um, it's so easy to point fingers, um, but the simple truth is everyone is here and has their own um, experience and they have their own blueprint. And if it's our blueprint to awaken, you know, not everybody's blueprint might be that. And we can't judge everyone else. Um, other other really simple things we can do to help our experience is, you know, be curious, ask questions, ask questions of uh, what's going on in the world. Um you know, because curiosity awakens us to um, not only what's happening in the world, but it w- awakens us to our relationship with what I call source or God. Right. You know, and of course, be open. You know, um, when you read this book, <laughs> be open. Read it with an open mind and heart. Um, because things, um, there are some things in here that, um, aren't, um, warm and fuzzy and you know what, not everything is warm and fuzzy, but be open, um, and know that the truth is fluid. Things change. And the last thing I'd probably say would be, um, be playful, uh, be enthusiastic and, you know, exercise childlike awe and wonder and just see, watch the world. 
And, wow. you know, um, when, when things rock your world, last <laughs> thing would probably <laughs> be when things rock your world and things are going to rock your world because you know what? Um, humanity needs to awaken to what's going on in the planet. And the only way that's going to happen is if your world gets rocked. So when things rock your world, um, be the one that stands in peace and calmness in the storm. Because that's why we're here is to stand in our truth and stand in peace. Because by doing that, um, you're going to have you will help others more than you will realize. Yes. And just really, you could say, be the Jesus of your own life, be the Jesus of your family, be the, be that, that energy, be that energy. Yes. Be the Jesus, be the Mary. Yes. Um, Be the goddess. Yes. Yes. And then you also said in your book, the most significant thing anyone can do to assist their ascension journey is to just live their truth. That is the most important thing. Yes. And that's why that's what you're doing, right, Jake? Yes, I'm living it and loving it. I should say yes. thank you, source, God, goddess, uh, all of the ethereal entities. I love you all, angels, extraterrestrials. Thank you for your help. That's right. That's the most important thing. That's why everyone is here to live their truth. And we can't judge. Um, others, the, the truth of others, you know, we can't sit in judgment of the others, right? We can only, you know, live our truth. Would you say that people that experience extreme anxiety or depression are maybe not living their truth? Maybe they're on a life path. That's not truly their spiritual life path. And, and, and all of that depression and anxiety is a, is a message, a course correction. What do you think about that? Well, you know, it's, um, you know, it's obviously for them to be depressed and um, that's it's an imbalance, unfortunately. And, you know, yeah, I would probably say if that's the case, that there's a part of them that they haven't recognized. And that part of them is simply their divine. Right. Right. And and I think when people can recognize their truth um all those things they kind of slip away yes because you have that metanoia experience they say gnostics in ancient times said that mental illness is failed metanoia meaning if you have mental illness it's because you haven't come into sync or you're not in sync with your truth bingo yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, I got to be careful because there are a lot of people that are, uh, you know, that are suffering and yeah. right, you know, and rightfully, I can't say rightfully so, but people are suffering. And But you understand is what you're saying. I, I do understand, but I don't want um, to be perceived as being um unsympathetic, non-sympathetic to their, um, you know, their suffering. Well, I think that's why you wrote this book and your other books is to help people that are suffering, to get that information out there. You know, I write books to reveal truth, no matter how crazy the books are. 
Okay. That's, well, that's, I mean, that's what I do. And and no, not that this book is crazy. I was not at all. Actually, some, <laughs> I was thinking about some of my novels, uh, not the un, unsuspected heroes. I was thinking particularly about um, a matter of degrees. Ah. Which, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. But, but we yeah. are in this new earth. I want to talk about this a little bit more. We okay. are in this new earth. Okay. It's happening. We have to switch our perspective. We talked about that earlier, but there are indicators. So what are some of the indications that a person is starting to experience fifth dimensional consciousness? Well, you know, there, there are indicators and, you know, I talk a little bit about um, them in the book. I was like, well, okay, so if I'm experiencing and I'm talking about these psychic situations or um, these out-of-body things and all this other stuff, right? These, um, what I call woo-woo experiences. I was, <laughs> I was determined that these are part of new earth experiences. And I, I kind of got shut down in a way. Um, and it, it was kind of like, um, you know, all that you can do now. <laughs> in other words, all that's available to you now. And the new earth is something that humanity has no clue of it magnificence it's kind of like um all the stuff that's been written about it it's just we have no concept the concepts aren't here um that will share what the new earth will be about if that makes any sense um but the new earth absolutely if you start talking about conceptually that has been revealed in other books and stuff is, yes, you'll believe that, you know, the new earth will be living in um, unconditional love and acceptance and non-judgment and um, bliss and be an instant manifester because we're all creators. We get to create our own reality now, but we'll be instant creator uh, more uh, I can't say instant, very quick creators in the new earth. Um, you know, so that manifestation energy, that, that ability to go from thought to form will happen that, almost instantaneously because of our technology, perhaps, or some sort of interface with matter and energy. We'll be able to just make things happen faster. I don't think it's, we need technology. I think we will, we will manifest things much quicker. Um, and that's why I don't think we, um, you and I, or probably anyone here, um, really has the way it was explained is we have no concept of its sheer magnificence. And it's going to be a whole new playground for us. And uh, and I like to keep it that way rather than reiterate a lot of the information that is shared about the new earth by other authors, if that makes any sense. Oh, yes. In a sense, it's like trying to describe source or trying to describe God. You can kind of kind of hint at maybe some of the concepts, but it's just beyond our processing ability at this time. Yeah, I think you exa that's exactly, that's exactly it, Jake. We just don't have the, uh, you know, we don't have the concepts developed 
for human for humanity to talk about a lot of these things. You know, a lot of the questions that we asked in the channeling sessions, you know, the answers that would come in, you know, if we got an eight, for example, something was graded an eight. And, uh, you know, we'd ask about it. Well, what's what's off? Um, the simple truth is humanity. We don't have the the concepts developed for the truth. So um, to get anything close to these high grades for um, these the answers right for any of any of this information is um, kind of miraculous because we don't have these concepts developed in our language and in our our imagination. Yes, it seems like when we stretch out in our best moments, whether it's in deep meditation or uh, under the influence of plant medicines or other psychedelics, we can stretch out a little bit to just get a little fragment of that and bring it back. But it's yeah. just, that's about where it comes in. That's about as much as we can get. Right, right, right. So what I'm saying, what I was saying is, so if we're saying this is inaccurate, well, a big part of it is because we don't have, there's a language barrier. There's a concept barrier. So um, rather than regurgitating in spiritual information um, that is available, um, we, I tried to stay with the scope of, of the, the work that came in for this book. But some people have ascension symptoms and you talk about this. So for people that have never heard about this, Let's just very briefly tell people what ascension symptoms are. Okay. Well, pretty much what the symptoms can be. um, If you do any reading on the internet, it could be just about anything, but um, I'm sure that's not necessarily the case. Uh, Essentially, you know, there are these shifts in energies that are occurring. Okay. Whether it's because of, um, the sun or the new earth energies, uh, essentially there are these, the energies that are here are impacting us. Uh, and our bodies don't necessarily handle these very well. They need to adjust because we are going through this massive shift in consciousness right now. And the energies are so strong. Um, And, you know, just for an example, you could probably check out the, look into the Schumann, the the Schumann residence. Um, Yeah. And it basically the planet itself has its own frequency. Well, this frequency is being measured daily. It has been for years and it's, it's, it would normally be about 7.8 hertz. Well, it's coming in increasingly stronger. So, so anyway, the, the symptoms can be anywhere from, you know, body aches. It can be inflammation. It can be, um, you know, allergies. Uh, it can, you know, it can be skin conditions. <laughs> it can be ringing in the ears. Um, And yes, and I always say that if you're not feeling well and you're sick, it could be uh, vertigo, 
uh, if you're not feeling well and you're sick, you should seek, you know, you should go make sure that nothing is yeah, wrong. Right. Don't <laughs> just sure. assume there are ascension symptoms. Actually yeah, get checked out first. Yeah, actually get checked out. But my whole thing is if, you know, you go and you, uh, you, you know, you, you beat this to death, you know, looking for something and looking for something and looking for something. If nothing is there, you know, claim your health and healing and, hey, it's an ascension symptom and see if it goes away. <laughs> you know, I just I like to just claim my health and healing and rather than going to a doctor um, and and, uh, you know, a lot of things have gone away when I've done that. Uh, but again, there are people that get sick and they, sh- and I'm, I'm not, um, uh, looking down on medical treatments No, not at all. In, in any way. Yeah. If you're sick, you need to get checked out. But at the same time, if you have, and, uh, you, uh, um, can't fi- seem to find a problem, you know, just claim your health and healing and walk away and see if it goes away. Interesting. But you were right. It is the Schumann resonance that you were talking Mm -hmm. about, that you were right about the name. But what about those outside of time, like time warp experiences where maybe you're at a desk or maybe you're somewhere uh, like maybe sitting uh, outside on a chair and then all of a sudden like three hours go by and you thought like 20 minutes went by. Yeah, you know, people are having more and more of these experiences. And I do think it's because, um, you know, we are moving, uh, we are having this shift. And when they happen, you know, I just say, is it possible that you've gone from 3D to 4D? 4D is time. uh, And then back down. Or maybe 3D, 4D, 5D. You know, we are, we are physically going through these shifts okay and what we need to do is do our best to stabilize in the higher dimensions you know because most people are going through these these shifts you know 3d 4d 5d and then they come back down Um, and then there are some that are stabilizing easier in 5d Um, and so so yes, that's where where you you know you want to do your best to stabilize in the fifth dimension. So develop yourself spiritually, get used to being in that place, and then that Absolutely. way, as the third dimension shifts, it moves, it's constantly in flux. It doesn't disrupt your core, your center. Right, right. You have right. You want to strengthen your five D experience. You know, recognize that. You know, there's this what they call the 5D energy light. And that 5D energy is in our our subconscious now. And it's, you know, we we might just know it's there. Um, And and I think, like I said, I think humanity knows that something's out there. But it's not out there. It is inside of us. You know, um, so that 5D energy light, you know, it's actually here to support our awakening. And, you know, so we want to hold on to that. We want to hold on to that 5D experience. And that's when I say simple things like, you know, be aware, be present, you know, go through your day, be non-judging, be curious, be playful. 
um, be open. Yes. And one thing that I thought was really interesting, and this is so cool about your book, is that it's called Destination New Earth. We get there. It's a destination. But I believe this came from Mother Mary, this channeled information in your book. It says when the new earth is complete, there will be other opportunities, expeditions, expressions and redemptions like there's more. It's not just over. It's not just that's it. That's, you know, credits roll. End of story. New earth. We're here. The end. Like, no, it just keeps going. Beautiful. Absolutely. Yes. And what did she say? She says, you will keep going until what you reach source. And that's a long, a long way to go. That's a lot of playing. That's a lot of uh, experiences. We're here to experience. Um, so we're, we're just getting to the fifth dimension. There's a lot, a lot of distance between us and source. There is. So, and there's more, it's not just like earth, new earth, Source. Right. <laughs> it, no, no, no. We're going to have a lot of games. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's amazing. Between, yes. Yes. It feels good. It feels good because you know it's happening because people like me and you are talking. We're sending this information out to 124 countries, you know, thousands of people all over the world. It's going to spread from there. There's other people sharing and spreading the same information. So even though you said it's a probability, it does feel like to me personally just my own opinion it does feel like we're there we're going there and there and really that is our destiny yes and you know when i um when i say it's a probability it was explained and because that's the way the channelings and channelings when you ask a question it'll come back as being it's a probability or a possibility and it was explained that if things are probable um you know they're they're going to happen. They're very likely to happen, right? But it's always a possibility because everything is in flux. Everything's in flux, you know. And uh, and in and you know, like I, um, you, you've read the book, so you realize that I, um, I am I live like a hermit, right? And I um, don't spend a lot of time listening to the media and um, I have my ways of getting information that I need to know but one of the questions I asked in a channeling was you know am I being an ostrich and putting my head in the sand you know I'm feeling bad because um, everybody's you know, getting upset and learning about these things. Should I be more involved? And the information that came back was everything's in flux and what's being shared is not necessarily um, what the truth is. Um, I'm not saying that it's not truth. I'm saying that everything changes. So why would I want to contaminate myself with something that might not be. Um, uh, yeah. That's pollution. Yeah, exactly. So I try to, you know, keep my head, I don't keep my head in the sand, but I, I'm very discriminating about what I take in. And um, what you essentially ingest into your energy body. Yes. Yes. And, Yes. So besides these beautiful 
ethereal autists and the medically induced autists and these autistic people that are out there that are sensitive to this, the children, the new children are also highly sensitive to this new earth energy. Absolutely. The new children are, they are the star seeds. Yes. They are playing a a role. They're part of this entire shift, whether they know it or not, they're playing roles um, in the shift. Well, I have children and it does seem like that they are more intelligent, maybe just accessing different information quicker, faster. They're bringing this new earth information, this new earth frequency in more almost unintentionally. Yes. And they're growing more. Their, their DNA is, (laughs) they're more advanced than we are. (laughs) I can say that because uh, I know who I am, right? I'm I'm older and uh, yes, the new children, uh, the crystal children, the rainbow children, the indigo children, uh, the diamond children, um, they all, you know, they all have roles to play in the shift in consciousness. And whether they know it or they don't, they're playing the role. And um, yes, wow. uh, I think, th- yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, it is beautiful. I mean, you just see evolution happening. You see the next generation of humans, the next generation, they're going to be more and more advanced until mm-hmm. we hit that beautiful new earth, which we know all is coming. Look, I know it's coming. I feel it in my heart. I feel like you feel it in your heart too. Some of our mm-hmm. listeners out there, I know they feel it in their heart. You know, it, it's definitely on the way, but the thing, I, I just want to touch on your book one more time because okay. your book was amazing, but it, it's not just about the new earth. It's not just about the autistic contributions of these beautiful people. It's actually a history of metaphysics. There's all kinds of topics. Lemuria, Atlantis, reincarnation, the Anunnaki, alternate dimensional lives, the Mandela effect, the spiritual war, the cabal. All of this is featured in this incredible book, Destination New Earth. So as we close this interview, I do want to tell people where to find you. The website is Alex Marcou, which is A-L-E-X-M-A-R-C-O-U-X.com, alexmarcou.com. You can find her there. And she has books that are available anywhere that you feel comfortable purchasing books. Wherever you get your books, they are there. Her books are The Unsuspected Heroes, a visionary fiction novel, A Matter of Degrees, Back to Salem, Facades, and then her nonfiction books are Life Signs, Tapping the Power of Synchronicity, Serendipity, and Miracles, and the recently released, the incredible book, Destination New Earth, A Blueprint to 5D Consciousness. And she's also contributed to 50 Great Writers You Should Be Reading and awakening and applying intuition and psychic ability. She's all over that. So if you're feeling this information, you're, you're resonating with what Alex and I are talking about. Check out those books, check out that website, deep dive into this topic. If you have an autistic child and you've been having these new earth, five dimensional experiences with your child, read this book. It's going to help you. 
It's going to help you in ways that you probably don't even realize. It's going to help your own personal evolution. And Alex, before we go, is there anything else that you would like to tell our audience? Well, I was just going to say, I just love your enthusiasm, Jake. I need to, I need to hire you. (laughs) No, no. Um, you know, I would, I would just encourage, um, you know, ask questions, ask questions and ask questions. What's happening on the planet, go inside and, you know, awakening is so important right now. Um, and I would just, uh, encourage it. I'm going to leave it at that. And thank you for, um, and listening. Thank you for listening. And Jake, thank you for um, bringing this information out. It's what it's really needed right now. Well, I couldn't do it without you. So it's definitely a group effort. It's a team effort. And let me tell you, the enthusiasm comes directly from service. When you know that you're serving the divine, that you're just doing what your soul's purpose is designed to do, all you can feel is enthusiasm. Unless you're a little under the weather, you know, then you're still enthusiastic, then you're sick. (laughs) Well, thank you, Alex, for being here. Please hold through the outro music and everyone another classic episode. This was so powerful. There's just so dense. I'm urging you. I'm urging you to check out her books. Please do this. And we will see you next week. Midnight on Earth.